bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Good afternoon. It is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris here on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Yes, you do hear my voice again, and you will hear her voice. Hey, everybody. It's Serena B. back in the building. Yes, yes. Again, as Dr. Ken Harris is on assignment, myself, Kyle Wallace, and Serena B. are filling in again for you for the next two hours as we take you on a journey through a lot of different conversation, and I don't know if we'd be too much debate today. Yesterday was a little, little hot, a little heavy. Yeah, it was. It a was little it intense. Was, yeah, it was hot and heavy and intense. Intense. And today being Friday, I don't think it's going to be too hot, heavy, and intense. But it is going to be thought provoking, and it is going to be opinionated. Now, Miss Serena B, how are you doing today? I'm feeling lovely, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's Friday, and I, you know, I just Thank lose God. track. TGIF. TGIF for real. I'm actually going down to Whitewater today. Are you really? I am. You're gonna go. I am. I wasn't. I wasn't planning on going, but then my boys hit me up. My frat brothers, my line brothers, hit me up. I think it was yesterday after the show. Cause we oh we had the Halloween party That's yesterday, right. so they hit me up after the show, and I didn't answer right away. And somebody else was driving up there. I said, I ain't got nothing oh, else to do. you're going to the cookout? I'm going, I'm going to, no, I'm not going tailgate. to the cookout. Sorry, the tailgate, my bad. <laughs> no, cookout, tailgate, yeah, same thing with us. Okay. But uh, there's an event tonight. The African American Alumni Association That's has an event saw, for you to right. be whitewater tonight. So I'm going to that. I'm not going to the tailgate tomorrow because I got okay. some things to do. I got to put on my freaky uh my freaky uh, Halloween hey costume tomorrow. I didn't yeah. know where you were going with no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> just, just, you know, putting on my Halloween costume. You know? <laughs> you know, I'm going to be the black Michael Phelps out here, you know. Wait, so are you a, are you dressing up tomorrow? I am dressing up. And what are you going as? Uh, the black Michael Phelps. The black Michael Phelps. There is a black swimmer. I forgot his name. There is a, there is a woman black swimmer who's really good, actually. Yes. And yeah, her name escapes me as well. And I love sports. Yes. Um, but I can see her little short thing. Okay. But yeah, I don't no. have a costume. I'm supposed to go to a Halloween party tonight. 
I told you I didn't grow up celebrating Halloween, so I kind of forget it even happens yeah. until it happens. Uh-huh. So now I'm like, what do I have in my closet that I can pull out and I mean, you can be like, I'm not going to say you're going to be like me. I need ideas. Sounds like an HR nightmare. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not really Simone Manuel. Yes. Manuel. Yes. Cullen Jones. I don't know Cullen Jones, but I know Simone. Simone won first place or third. She, she placed at the last Olympics. Correct. What was it? DZ. You can say it on air. It was going. So she got gold in the 100 meter freestyle Ah, in the 2016 Rio Olympics. Yes. I couldn't remember her name. I was going to actually say Simone, but I, Simone was in my head, but I said not Biles. I just saw Simone Biles last week. Oh, I almost went to that. She was here in Milwaukee speaking at our event for Tempo, the professional women's org. Emerging women leaders. Shout out to anybody from Tempo. Yeah. EWL. I was down the list of people. It was good. She's a little young for, you know, the business crowd kind of. But she was cute and adorable and she's got some great lessons and amazing stories. So, yeah, very cool. She's got a little hyper too. And I was a gymnast, so I'm like, oh my God. Were you really? Most decorated gymnast of all time. Of all time. Yes, I was for 16 years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That is a very long time. Yes, but, it is. But yeah, so a lot of... A lot <laughs> I'm of, old, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you did for 16 years. No, I'm saying that's like a long time to do it. I started I played, when I was four, to be I, fair. Yeah, I played football yeah. for seven to... I played football for 11 years. Yeah. Yeah, no. no that, 12 years. I played football for 12 years. Don't that's mean, cool. Yeah, very long time. But... To get things started here, Miss Serena B, All right. we talked about what we're doing for Halloween a little Let's bit for serious. our weekend, but I had a question for you. And before okay. we, we're going to get into more serious stuff, but want to start off a little lighthearted before we jump into the news of the day and the important content of the day is I always, you know, I have a weird, interesting life that I live and I ask people a lot of questions. And so something about me is I love going to get something to eat from chain restaurants. Okay. And so, that. yeah, so I decided, you know, Olive Garden. They had the never-ending pasta. You know mm-hmm. what that is? You know what the never-ending pasta is? I know pasta what it is. is? Yeah, never-ending pasta. That is when you can go to Olive Garden, and for, I think it's now thirteen ninety nine. Oh Oh, no, no, it's more than that, I think. It might be fourteen ninety nine. One of the $13.99. $13.99, you can order never-ending pasta. And with okay. that never-ending pasta, you get one big bowl of pasta, and then you get how many ever you want to get. So if you want to get all more you can pa- eat breadsticks. All you can eat breadsticks. All you can eat soup or salad. And so... A brother like me enjoys Olive Garden. I enjoy it without the never-ending pasta. But never-ending pasta, oh, I'm going to forever never stop eating. Right. So with that, never-ending pasta, I have a great opportunity. Th- th- thank you. Thirteen ninety nine. I thought I was, oh, yeah, I was around there. Yeah, I am a fat boy at heart. DZ said it might be a fat boy at heart. I really am. I'd be fighting it. I'd be trying to fight it. And so I went to the Olive Garden, and I decided, where am I going to go? What location? So I decided, I'm going to go to Menominee Falls. They okay. closed the one over there on Brown Deer Road. So now oh, that I'm one's closed? It has been closed. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I, the employees didn't know it was closing either because I asked them about it oh. when they were building one. I said, are, 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 they, are they going to close that one? Are they going to close y'all because they opened that one? No, nah, they're not going to close ours. Yeah, it's gone. That whole area oh. over there needs some. Uh, it needs some love. It does need some it love. but some it, love. It doesn't have an alderman woman right now because of everything I they have heard. with Shantia Lewis. So I got to wait till next uh, February, <laughs> I think, or March to have somebody to represent <laughs> you, which is unfortunate. But getting Man. back to my story here, I had to go out to Menominee Falls. And when I went out there to Menominee Falls, me and my mother went there. I'm sitting there eating and I just, I didn't really feel comfortable. It was just this sense of people being around me, looking around. I really didn't feel too comfortable eating out there. I was sitting there and I'm just like, I don't know. This ain't, this ain't really, I don't feel good. I got this family over here that look like hillbillies and they sitting there Ah, laughing, talking loud, drinking all types of beer, just being, just being disruptive. And I can't really have a good time talking to my mother and just chilling and hanging out right? because they sitting there, ah, 
out. All right? I'm like, I just, I don't know about that. So then the following week, you know, there's another deal going on. Heard a Red Lobster. I have, but I have never been to Red Lobster. Well, I got treated to Red <laughs> it's Lobster. It's on my bucket list, y'all. Well, I got treated to Red Lobster. If you want to know why, listen to the Beyonce song. And so because of that. Ooh. <laughs> Even I know that was Where's lyrics. my ding at? I now, know, right? That was good. <laughs> I was waiting for something. <laughs> No, come we on gotta now. play that song over that the break. Was, now. We sure do. That was good content. <laughs> but no, I really did go to Red okay. Lobster. Uh and so my mom doesn't know. She just can't put the put pieces together. So yes. I'm good on that one. But going to Red Lobster and I decided, was I gonna go to Mayfair area or was I gonna go to the one on the, uh, by uh by uh oh my goodness, I'm gonna say out in Greenfield over there by Southridge. Yep, yep. I decided, you know what, closer to downtown from work, I'm gonna go to Southridge. So I go to Southridge and just driving. From here, and I took the streets instead of the freeway. Okay. From the avenue out to, to Greenfield out to Southridge. And driving and seeing kind of some of the signs they had out there. And then when I got there, the people was around me. Mm. And I realized, Serena B., I don't feel comfortable <laughs> around certain types of people who especially don't look like me. Am I wrong Ooh. for just feeling like, uh, I just ain't like I don't I don't I don't I don't want to be around y'all. That's yeah. how I felt. I oh. really felt. I, no, oh. I I honestly felt that way. I felt I felt how rich people feel when they're around poor people, and so I'm, I'm part of the poor. You know how they like? I oh don't my really, gosh! I I did not feel good being around the people in Greenfield and being around the people. Was it more of Falls. an internal no. discomfort? I don't I don't know if it's so much internal. It's just because sometimes I think it's internal. Sometimes I think it's it's something it's Uh internalized that you're like, oh, for example, if I'm in a white neighborhood, everybody's staring at me. Yeah. But here's the truth. Uh huh. You know where I grew up. I've talked about it plenty of times. I grew up in poor Washington, Sockville, Ozaki County. So what you're explaining to me was just my normal. Yeah. And still is. No. I think to an extent. So <laughs> I think I have the opposite. If I'm in a, a black neighborhood, which I have no problem going to, of course, uh-huh. but it's still like it's it's still I'm conscious of it. Yeah. And because of that, I notice it more. So when you go and if like, I'm at home, when you go to Greenfield or Southridge or something like that, and you just yeah. out there. And, and oh, they just think I'm Puerto Rican. OK. <laughs> Everybody it. speaks Spanish to me. I, I, I can see it. I can definitely see it. Yeah, I get it. it a lot. I think my thing is this. I, I just have a, I don't so know. See, you are so Puerto Rican. DZ, does that sound right? Does that, is that accurate? All right. All there. right. So for, for me, I think I'm accustomed to being around a certain caliber of Caucasian that. Okay. That when I'm not around that same caliber, I do I look down upon those that aren't like middle class. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. That, that's what I was sitting there thinking. Because there's I, socioeconomic lines in every group, I right? Think I, it, would I be a, a economist? No, no, that's not it. What 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 would that classes? Am I classes? I'm a classes. I, I realize I might be a classes when it comes to my association with white people. I think I'm a classes. I believe I'm so much of a class. So are you more uncomfortable with just your standard middle or upper, upper uh, middle class white folks? I, I am. I or am. like rural blue oh, collar. No, listen, listen, the rural blue collar whites. It was it was for when I went to Whitewater, it was foreign to me to be around these folks. Wow. that Actually, talk, you know, I said, excuse me. <laughs> You know, yeah, you know, that's I got half some my family right there. See, well, I, they're not all blue collar, but right. It's, it, it's I'm from a small town. Is so it offensive it's, for me to feel no, that it's way? Not, I don't think it's offensive. Okay, oh, well, I'm just well, I don't want hold on. Let me take a step back. It's, right. it's, I don't want to use the term offensive. I think I understand uh, going up north, growing up and going up north where there is literally nobody brown around. Yeah. 
you're stared at, people question you. And one of the last times that I went, like two, one, I go every few weeks, but one of the last times I went, I could feel it. I mean, like it felt like it was, it was felt like when I was little, it was like things got cool in the middle for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, everything has intensified. So when I walked into the restaurant, I felt all eyes on me. And that was very much how I grew up. Okay. But I'm used to it mm-hmm. still to, you know, I'm still used to that. Like if, if I walk into a restaurant and people don't stare, I feel a little weird. I'm really? like, why aren't you looking at me? I just grew up with always being stared at for whatever reason. Yeah. No, I see. The so thing I, is- I don't think it's offensive. I think, okay. I think, uh, we have to stop being so scared of each other and stop being so uncomfortable and stop worrying about so much about, Oh, are they looking at me? Are they talking about me? Sometimes they are, but they're doing. You're doing the same thing. But see, you're I, talking about it right now. That's very true. And my, my thing <laughs> is, is, I I didn't so much feel people were looking at me. It's just when I walked into the Red Lobster. First and foremost, if you ever go to Red Lobster, it it, it smells like fish in there. That's just something <laughs> that it does. It, it hits you, and then it gets a little muggy in there as well. Okay. So all that hits me, and then I look around me, and I just see people with Wrangler jeans on and t-shirts, and it's just like you I know just, what you were you were out uh, of your comfort zone, but yeah. is that a bad thing? No, I mean yeah, because but, you know we talk about this all the time. We need uh-huh. we want people to come into our neighborhoods, right? We talk yeah. about that a lot. Come shop in our stores. Come try some of our products, etc., yeah. etc. And then we get mad because they don't. But then we also sometimes are afraid to do the same thing. And I think we all have to get better at just seeing each other as people. And I'm not saying you're not going to notice differences. Okay. Because you will. There is a difference. Listen, from my family, I have Southern Republican side. Two hours from that, I have my my down South black side. And it's very different. And then I have really poor white family members who live in trailers, single wide trailers. Yeah. And I have up, you know, upper middle class <laughs> white family members. Okay. Here. So I'm not, so it's like, I'm you. used to, you're not offending me. Fantastic. I'm from all over. I'm a you huge mix of I want to offend any of your families that no, 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 they, no, no, no. Even though I might want to hang out. I with will the upper say, class, is there ones? a difference between some of my family members who are from the backwoods in North Carolina? Yes, tell me. Republican, literally call themselves rednecks that's not what? my phrasing they say i'm a certified redneck you already know oh they say it like and then that. going two hours you know south to my family my black side <laughs> in south carolina <laughs> i i just you so know, i always grew up with that duality you can't be offended by it you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable I, okay because I, I just i got to the and point and then you'll get over it yeah i don't know for the I, most part i feel like this might be the north shore in me from the fact that I, i'm born and raised in milwaukee but i went to school in the north shore and so i think being around Hoity-toity. yeah no i think being around yeah, because I for be, sure I there's used, a difference i grew up around them and they used to talk a lot of mess about people from the south side and like yeah. the rural area like they talked to i think maybe we talked about unconscious bias i think i have an unconscious bias against I mean, you, at least you recognize it. Working class whites. That is terrible. Oh. Maybe. How can I break this bias? And, I, and I, I feel I feel bad. I really do I feel bad. I just feel like sometimes you have to expand your world. You know where a good place to do that is? Where is that? At the bar. <laughs> yeah. And I, you but can, I don't even. Literally, I can, spe- I can start my night at like blue in the Fister, yeah. like upscale, right? And sipping sipping a Manhattan. This, oh, man. I ain't going to share all my stories. But I, I have <laughs> no problem walking into a blue collar dive bar in Kadahi. I don't even know what Kadahi is. Cut, cut ahead. Oh. oh, absolutely not. Listen, I went. Listen, I went to West. I Dallas. mean, that's how I. I could go anywhere. I call myself a chameleon. Listen, but I understand it's not for everybody. I've rocked out during death metal concerts in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin, and I've been in hip hop 
Yeah, you no, know, you definitely downtown. more diverse. I went to West Dallas one time after the car show last year to go get a bite to eat with my friends. Yeah. I'm, so I'm sitting there. It was actually before we went to the car show and I'm sitting waiting for them to come. And I swear to you, there were two crackheads that walked in front of my car that I'm like, Ugh, y- where are y'all at? I can show you the text message. Where are y'all at? These, these crackheads. <laughs> like, no, I'm done. Walk- these West Dallas crackheads <laughs> is walking in front of my car. And I don't hang in West Dallas. So I hear about like people talking about that. And I'm sure it's a great place to live. Yeah. But, Hearing them say that and like hearing people say that and then I got these crackheads walking in front of me and I'm like, oh, gosh, get me out of here. No, I I hear you. I mean, honestly, when I think about it, like most of the racism that I experienced as a kid growing up was from that group. Right. Like Mm -hmm. lower middle. Actually, maybe it was a mix. Maybe it was lower and middle. So I was always a little bit more nervous around them. Yeah. But I don't know. It's if it happens I always fought back with my words. I was silly. Like, I wasn't afraid to stand up to him. I was like seven years old. Like, well, you know what? <laughs> That's We're wearing good. overalls. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so. I'm glad you stood up to him. 833-212-1017. I just had to get that off my chest. We see you, JD, from Milwaukee. We're going to get to you next. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment today. My name is Kyle. Alongside me is Serena B. We'll have more conversation on the other side. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. We're back. You're listening to 1017 The Truth. This is Serena B. And I'm here with Kyle Walls. We are filling in for Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment. And we have, I don't know who's on the line. Someone's on the line. JD. My bad, JD. <laughs> I'm so getting used to this system. new system, yeah, y'all. My bad. System. It's all good. JD, uh, what would you like to talk about? Y'all got to know when JD on the line. You know I'm the poet laureate for the yeah, 1.7 The Truth. I'm... I, I knew I, JD. I, Wait a minute. I knew. I knew who it was. It JD. was my fault. I knew who it was. Who it is. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. No. J, J, JD. Yeah. yeah he, he dropped. Did you? I didn't get. The, did you drop one today for Sherwin or no? Nah? I didn't. You know he was, and then Al and somebody. Somebody gonna like disrespect Al because he like might live an alternative lifestyle. You cannot do that. Certain things like Kanye. He was wrong. The Jews have done us wrong, but they also allied. Just like some mm-hmm. black people have done us wrong, but they also allies. Just like yeah. those people in Africa. Them are people, even though they sold us, everybody in West Africa was selling slaves. I can't be mad at that. And the Jews make money. I can't be mad at that if you make money off our community and we not doing what we supposed to do. Yeah. You can't be mad at that. But what I call to weigh in on is I'm not a big fan of white people either. <laughs> oh, Lord, <laughs> y'all. Was, Y'all killing me. Go ahead, J.D. <laughs> You know what? No, if they feel so entitled with their whiteness that they want to impose a feeling on us, 
And like you said, Serena, you said you go to bars and you talk to them. I go to Blue, too. I'm, I'm constantly on the east side and in West Dallas and in Cudahy. Right. I used to live in Franklin and in Pewaukee. Okay. Talking that stuff out the side of their mouth. <sighs> and they, they say little things like, um, well, what do you think about the violence? What about the violence out here? And then they get quiet. And it, it, I went to uh, private school. I'm like, eh, I don't understand what you're talking about. These kids was doing drugs, mm-hmm. all kind of threesomes, and this back in the 90s. You, you people are sick. And, and y'all want to put it on us Ew. constantly when y'all doing the same thing because people are people. And that's what I don't like about white. I have white friends okay. and white acquaintances. But it's cool when we in private spaces, but they still slip and slide and they like to play those games. And I'm not comfortable with that. And I call them out mm. constantly. And I, and Kyle, I understand exactly what you're talking about because there's this air of I'm better than you. Just maybe I don't agree with that. Not, I, see, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with no, 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 I, talk to me, girl. No, JD, it's, it, you know, it's difficult for me, JD, because and I've, I've shared this. I'm biracial and I was raised uh, by okay. my white parents and my white family members for, for most of my life and lived in white areas. And you don't feel that. I feel I feel that there is always the pro- there has always been racism uh in, in our community um, that for a long time was brushed under the surface for the most part until they saw me walk in. Right. Cause there was nobody around, but me mm-hmm. and my sister and a few other smattering of families over the years. I think what people forget is when we paint such a broad brush, I think we really forget that sometimes they're, they're really, I hate saying this cause <laughs> it gets me a little uncomfortable, but there are good, there are good people everywhere. There are good people everywhere. And so I think that when it comes to race, that sometimes they're not thinking about us as much as black people seem to think they are. I, I just feel like that. No, I actually, I, I, I feel, I feel like that. Like, I feel like I've seen, so, I've heard so many people even on this show be like, white people this and white people that I'm like, they're not even, they're just drinking their beer and talking Pete, I'll, mess about I'll the let, Packers right now. Like I'll they let, just, I'll, I'll yeah. let JD respond, but I got something to say to that. Okay. Say something okay. to that. All right. I read a study. Black people think about being black seven times a day. White people think about being white seven times a month. Literally, like a Pew Research I, study. And I believe that. My, black, my blackness is so conscious to me everywhere I go. I went to a Bucks game the other day, and I was sitting in the ninth row in the 100 section. When I walked down there, the white people was looking at me. And, 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 and it was a sister there, and she was by herself. And she was like, hey, bro. You know, right away, them white people was looking like, ugh. And I feel that when I'm in white spaces because I've worked in But is that internal? Because I don't, I don't feel like it's so it's outward in certain places. Maybe it is. They don't but... do it to each other. They don't okay. do it to each other. It's so much more welcoming than, than they feel about black people in their spaces. I don't want white people in my spaces. I go to some bars on Titonia and on Capitol. Well, I don't want to see white But isn't that a problem? Because I wanted to hang out with other professional blacks. No, because America is inherently racist. Okay, but how do we get, how do we move past that? I'm not saying it's ever going to go away, but how do, if we continue to draw lines in the sand and say, don't come into my community, I don't want you in my community, how are we ever going to get past it? How are we ever just going to get to know people for people and be seen as just people? downtown. I don't okay. want them there. It's the, 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 the taxes is cheap and don't move over. So here. you don't want my mama because there. When, 
You don't want my mama there. My mom is a bad person because she's a white woman. Is that what you're saying? But that's what you're saying at the end of the day because I have have been in rooms with my family members where people looked at us sideways, A, because we were a blended family, B, because my mother was white. If we're we're down south in Columbia, South Carolina, people are looking... My parents were the only white people in the church when my grandfather passed away. So people looking at us sideways like, who the heck is that? It's great. That's what I'm saying. It's great when you can come together and you can provide an example of what it looks like when it's done right. That doesn't mean we have issues that we don't have disagreements. As there's people in my family that are Trumpers, because I'll be honest, I have a lot of Trumpers <laughs> on certain sides of my family. But when when you really know someone, when you really right know someone and, and, and you and love someone, right. you can get through those discussions. You can agree to disagree because at the end of the day, you're still family or and you're me. still friends. We need more of that. I agree. We need more of that. Okay, so so we come together, and then what are we doing collectively? There are 2,200 billionaires in this world, but only 12 of them are black. So that, that money isn't coming together. Our education isn't coming together. Our communities do not look the same. Uh, Lena Taylor is part senator in a, a, a Shorewood, but Shorewood looked like it did before she was the senator. Mm-hmm. Why does my neighborhood not look the same and we make a whole bunch of money over here? Everybody on my cul-de-sac, like in the, the suburbs, mm-hmm. I don't live on a block, I live in a cul-de-sac, looks beautiful. But my house is undervalued for one mile east. I am uncomfortable with that. And that is all due to racism. And you should be. And you should be because that's the starting point. We 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 only have starting to go up (laughs) from white people. I got white friends. Come on. That's not what I'm. But you just said you don't want them in your neighborhood. I see what he's. I, all right, JD. All right, JD. JD, I, 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 JD, I they don't pre- want me in there. All right, take me off. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no JD, that's not what I'm saying. No, no. <laughs> JD, I was just about to interject. You can sit. You can sit on if you want to. I was just going to interject about yeah, the white about about the white about the white people in the neighborhood. I'm conflicted because I want to be in a black neighborhood. I want to be in a blended neighborhood. See, I want to be. I want to be in a blended. I don't talk to my neighbors, so I really don't. I really don't. I don't care too much, but here's the thing is that I'm conflicted on whether or not I really want to raise my family. I like in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. but, or do I want to raise my family in the suburbs? What I lose going to the suburbs is I lose the fact that my kids get to be around more African-American kids. I agree. I wanted and, my son to have a much more diverse upbringing than I had. And so, and so I lose that. But how about then, my sister live, how about my sister yeah. live in the richest black suburb? In the nation, she live in Prince George. I was going to say she live. She live out in Maryland. Yeah, now PG Montgomery. Yeah, very diverse. No, but here's but here's yeah, a, yeah, but here's no, the thing. No, not diverse. The only no, white but, people I see is bagging our yeah, groceries. PG, yeah, PG <laughs> is mostly it. black. You right, you right. PG, out in PG County is black and rich. It, it is very black, rich. My sister live up the up. Yeah, but she that's old. That's a lot of old black money though. A lot of that, a lot of that out the there. Those black money. they've been out there for a while, and so we don't, we don't have that here. We we can't we even heck. You no, can go down, you can go down to Illinois. You got the south suburbs of Chicago that are black, like exactly. Country Club Hills and all these other Orleans places. Done. Hills, so, Country Club so, Hills, yeah. So we Orland just Park. we just yeah. don't have that here, and so that's unfortunate for for me and for anybody else that we can't go to a place where. I mean, I, I love NPS and I love to support NPS, but I mean, my my kid, I would make a decision of whether or not if. You know, coming up, I have to live or in a certain space in order to send my kid to a certain school. Like I love Milwaukee School of Languages, but when it comes to options in high school, if my kid don't get into one of the top four performer high schools mm-hmm. in NPS, that's just not good enough for me. That's me. 
JD. It's not because yeah. if, if they can, don't go to Kanga Riverside, my friend is the only black veterinarian in the state that has his own practice, Dr. Ramard Wright. And, and mm. that is sickening to me. Yeah, exactly. He's on 60th and Good Hope. And okay. he's the only black, he's not the only black veterinarian, but the only one with his own practice. That means that we aren't cultivating what we need. We don't have the judges we need. We don't have the lawyers we need to be representative. And, and diversity is cool. And that's why I'm saying I don't want you in my neighborhood, because what they end up doing is pushing us out and pushing the taxes up. My taxes was low before they built Fiserv. I could walk to Fiserv. I went to the game on Wednesday and parked my car downtown and walked back and, and you know, yeah. took my car back. I parked, went to Elsa's, and then had somebody drop me off, went to the game, and then took my car back because I lived okay. that close. My taxes was $800 before Fiserv was built. Woo! All right, J.D. I we got it. comfortable with that. We appreciate your comments. We got to run the break. We appreciate yep, you, you calling okay, in and sharing. Y'all. Thank you, love JD. You. Appreciate JD. your opinions. Thank you, baby. Love you too, Kyle. Take care. Yes, sir. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Huh? What you say your name was? You're listening to the truth at 1017. We are live from American Family Insurance Studios at the Avenue, and we are filling in for Dr. Ken Harris, who is out on assignment. It's Kyle Wallace in the building, along with me, Serena B. And we are talking about, you know, comfortable around white folks. So we have a couple people on the line. So I'm just going to jump right in. Mr. Moore is on the line. Mr. Moore hey. is on the line. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. There you are. <laughs> How you doing, Mr. Moore? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm off. I'm off. Hey, it's Friday. Right now. <laughs> no, I don't I do that. no party or nothing. Oh, I did wear some tickets to go out to a concert, but I I ended up getting those tickets to my uh my little cousin. That was their speed to that concert tonight at the raid. Um yeah, I can't I don't some and see another let me tell y'all something. White people, it's all it's Dutch, Polak. Uh, I don't think you're German. supposed to say that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think the potluck. I don't is think a, that's how you're supposed yeah. to refer to them. I think that's an outdated. I was, I was told antiquated. That's how you're supposed to say it. That's Polish. You can, yeah, you can yeah, say, just Polish say Polish. Now. <laughs> Polish. Polish. Oh, well, I've been saying that for the longest. They don't yeah, say nothing. That's old school. Uh, and so on and so on. Now, my race, we we just. A race of very, there's a lot of us, but it's, we're very few. That's the only race that I know that teams up mm. on people, on, on the black race. Okay. But w- let me tell you, yeah. out, outside of that, they can't stand each other. And I, like you said, you grew up in Port Washington County. 
situation. I had a bad situation, and um, I was and I was a young, I was a young lad at the time, up in Grafton, Wisconsin. Mm, I lived there for many years at a soccer game, in a soccer game, indoor soccer game, and they showed their colors. I had the same coach, experience. I ain't gonna lie to you. <clears throat> Football. Michael McCann. Soccer too. Nah, Michael McCann. Y'all know who Michael McCann is. That oh, name uh, makes you feel the same. The head, it, it, it rings a bell. The head district attorney of Milwaukee. I oh, played okay. soccer for that dude. Okay, cool. Instead of him checking them, he asked me to come off the floor. Mm. So, yeah, from then, <clears throat> I, 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 don't, I don't play with him. I okay. Don't, no. I feel you, situation, Mr. Moore. Situation, situation yesterday. This 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 family, you know, I deliver. I ain't gonna say deliver. I uh, one of my clients. Uh, I just happened to one of my one of my clients got sick, so I didn't have to drop them off. So I was early to drop off another client. You know, I see her go past me, and no problem. You know, I just pull up to the house and text her. You know, we're here. Okay. She didn't respond. Mm-hmm. Hour, uh, no, about thirty minutes. She didn't respond. Then she respond. Um, I'm at uh, her her son's uh, parents' teacher conference. Oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, just let me know how long you'll be. Didn't respond back. But I, she comes to get. I mean, come to the house. I can see the attitude in her face. So this morning. When I go pick her up, she's at, this is the grandma. She's with her her mother. I mean, her daughter. This is the granddaughter, mother, and grand uh, the grandmother. So I got to pick her up from the, the real quick, grandmothers. Real, I'm not going to lie to you, Mr. Okay, Moore. I, you, I'm, yeah, I'm losing. She had an attitude. She, she basically was telling me, trying to tell me that I supposed to be there at this certain time. I need to call your boss. And I don't like to let white, I mean, white people know. Hey, hey, Mr. Moore, we got to wrap. I'm sorry, Mr. Moore. We got, we got people on the line here. We got to wrap up the story. Cause we run a clo- we tight on time. So well, basically, yeah, I just need to, she wanted, to she, she wanted to call my boss, right? Uh-huh. I'm the boss. So when she called to complain, it was you. I told her to find another driver. I f- find another driver. I feel you, Mr. Moore. I appreciate it. Her, her name was Karen. We got you, we, Mr. Moore. We, yeah, we, you cannot please there everybody. You Mr. Yeah, Moore. she was a Karen. We got you. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Moore. We, we appreciate, appreciate your call. That. We appreciate that. Thank you so much, Mr. Moore. I appreciate you commenting here. 833-212-1017. We're having a conversation here about just I had an overall experience with, you know, when I went out to get something to eat. Um when, when I went to go get something to eat out in uh, at Olive Garden in Menominee Falls, now I got something to eat out in, um, you know, Greenfield area. And I just felt I, know, I just I didn't feel comfortable. And it wasn't because I felt people were looking at me. It just felt like I realized I with Serena. She helped me realize I may be a classist. There might be a little classism when it comes to who I mingle with. When I mingle with when it comes to the white race. And again, I, I just want to put it out there. Like, I, it's, it, I don't dislike anybody. I mean, honestly, I'm, I like hanging with people that like. Similar things that I have, but mm-hmm. there may be a little bit of a classism with me with who I want to associate myself with. And it might be a little bit in my background or how I was brought up and what areas I brought up in. Serena B., I'm Kyle Walls. We're having a good conversation, but talking about diversity as well. 
The diversity is important. The Greater Milwaukee Urban League's 37th annual ball, black and white ball, is Saturday, November 5th. And you know what? We want you to join us in this celebration. Tune in to 1017 The Truth's black and white ball after party show, hosted by Dr. Ken Harris and Tori Lowe from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Saturday, November 5th. So make sure you get in on all the fun by tuning in to the black and white ball after party show on Saturday, November 5th from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. on the new 1017 The Truth. Keep it locked. We got more conversation on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on One the Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. I am Kyle Wallace. Alongside me is Serena B. Dr. Ken Harris is on assignment. We are live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, 833-212-1017. That is our talking text line. You can hit us on our talking text line via text or you can hit us with a call as well. And Serena, we're having this conversation about is it racism? Is it classism? What is it about my feelings that I have mm-hmm. going around different people? Is I it think, internal bias? Is it internal bias? I think this Throwing is a, that out as an option. No, this is a perfect <laughs> conversation for somebody. Unconscious bias. No, bias. but you have such a diverse background and, and understanding and being around different people all throughout your life. Yeah. From everywhere, different walks of life. So I think you have a perspective that is definitely more broad than what I would have based off my interaction. So I think this is a great conversation conversation for you to be able to help me through this because i don't think i'm racist but i haven't figured it out yet so let's hear from mrs shack mrs shack okay mrs shack what are your thoughts on this topic hi guys um yeah i think that uh, yes do you hear me yep we can hear you loud and clear oh okay um well i think that first of all jd you know has a valid point I have to give him respect as a black man, you know, who knows and experienced the trauma of racist white people. Um, And, you know, growing up as a black female in a two-family household with a father who, uh, you know, came here with an eighth grade uh, education from the South during the uh, migration and raised his uh, two sons and a host of uh, God brothers who he, my parents allowed to live with us uh, as they were growing up through their adolescent years, through their adult years. And um, my father uh, got into construction and um, taught my brothers that as well. So they was never without a job and was able to travel this country. But um, my point is that uh, we grew up with uh, white people from Slinger in the 70s. And I never had any kind of uh, treatment of any racism until I was an adult professional black woman. And I got it mostly from white women. And mm-hmm. uh, my, my, my family is a mixture, too. And so my uh, granddaughter, who is biracial, had to, and I knew that as an educator, that she would be going into, you know, experiencing, um, you know, that experience of being part black, part white. And I had to allow 
that harshness for her to experience from from the ignorance of uh, other family members. Uh, you're not black. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're white. Uh, what is your race and things of that nature? And then address it as it as it came, because every moment is a teachable moment, and you direct how you want you know your child to think and process and respond. And so instead of you know um, projecting what you think that that experience should be. And I think that that's what I believe you said your name was Serena. Yeah, I think that that uh, that's where the uh, of the conflict between you and JD was getting to where um, and because because we have to understand in this country that a black man's experience is totally different from anybody else anybody and so yeah, um, we really have to, i think that uh, I, I, I think that uh and and to address your question to speak to your question on how do we move beyond this racial division in this country and this mm-hmm. government and in this system honey <laughs> i have this question this uh question conversation all the time all of humanity must do what Malcolm said, and that is to unlearn the psychological uh, original intent Mm. of racial division and then learn humanity as it was originally intended to be, and that is that we are all equal. And to have that, uh, I guess, Marxist uh, uh, ideology that we can live in a utopic uh, 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 society with universal health, with universal education, you know, and just teach the truth about humanity and, and, and what type of world we want to be in. I think that would be my answer to your question. But yeah, I never experienced any racism until I got to, uh, to be in college as a professional black woman. But growing up, my father and my mother, we were mixed with a, a host of uh, white people from the north and the south. And it, I, we just we just never, you know, it, it was never. Yeah. So I was able to relate to um, white people in mm-hmm. my profession and on um, social arenas, too. That It was no intimidation and you. whatever, uh, 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 you know, differences that was that came up. I'm I'm confident and assertive enough to address it at that time with kindness because why you treat people the way you want to be treated. Thank you, Miss Jack. Uh, no, no, thank you. No, I, I feel you. We got to go to break here in fifty seconds, but I appreciate you here. All right, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, kill my kindness. All That's right. what I would always do. When people right. would look at me sideways and stare. I'd be like, "How are you doing?" No. Can I help you? Uh, yeah. I, you I mean, know, <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of, I was somewhat combative when it came to that, but I, I, I mean, that I, doesn't work. I mean, I used to have a smart mouth. Though, I mean, yeah. I mean, day, nowadays you know? I don't, I don't, I haven't really had to face it, but what a conversation that we have in here, Miss Serena. That's interesting. B. Growing up in Slinger without racism in the seventies. That's crazy. That is, that is interesting. And I grew up in the nineties and had, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, before we go to break here, I know we have a show tomorrow. Yeah. You have the Planned Parenthood show? Yes, we do. What is happening with Planned Parenthood? <laughs> Tune in to New 1017 The Truth this Saturday at 11 a.m. for our brand new show, More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. Carrie Nani will be joined by representatives from Black Planned Parenthood and the Black Women's Health Advocates for a robust discussion on reproductive justice 
how we discuss it in our communities, and how the movement impacts us all. Again, this is our new show, More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin, this Saturday at 11 a.m. on the new 1017 The Truth.